Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we are changing the aging narrative. I'm your host, Joanne Newadak, and I'm thrilled to bring you stories that matter and celebrate your place in the world. As an advocate for lifelong learning, health, and women's empowerment, I believe it's never too late to live the life you've always imagined. Through lively and informative interviews with inspiring guests, we'll explore a wide range of topics relevant to our global sisterhood of vibrant, inquiring women just like you. Join me for today's episode and let's start changing the aging narrative together. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest. We have known each other literally for decades. We're going to be talking a bit about that and how our lives have crisped and crossed and and been quite parallel in what we're doing these days. Life and healthcare consultant Brenda Paland McIntosh loves helping people heal through the power of transformation. And now when she says healthcare, it's actually Heal, health in a sense. H e a l is capitalized because she really be- believes in the power of healing. As a registered nurse, end of life doula, optionologist, and advocate, Brenda believes in the proactive, compassionate approach to healthcare by empowering her clients and giving them the options so that they can make the choice that is right for them. Beyond her consulting practice, Brenda enjoys traveling, gardening, and time spent on her farm with her husband, their two dogs, horses, and llamas. I also know that you have a couple adult uh, sons as well, as Mm -hmm. you and your husband do an amazing job with a podcast called Thoughts from the Tractor. So Brenda, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited because I I'm thinking back to when we first met, which was 38 years ago when we were very new, very green student nurses. In fact, we just graduated, not graduated. We just celebrated our, our nursing graduation, which was 35 years ago, you know, we had a wonderful reunion. So I was so thrilled to see you there. Yeah, your your floor did an amazing job planning for us. It was, we even had our, our instructors, which was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Full that circle. was a great surprise. Yeah, shout out yeah. to eighth floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did such an amazing job like five years ago. Like I love when you came in doing your little skit and you were dressed up in the old uniforms, like that was priceless. That was good. That was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I was thrilled to have you on because when we connected and I discovered that you do a podcast, mm-hmm. you were, um, you, you know, you've worked in the healthcare system, but like myself saw some gaps in the system. There's miracles that happen, but there's also a lot of gaps and yep. you saw where you can fill that and, and have created a business around that, taking your skills and, you know, there's just so many parallels. I honestly, I was sitting here thinking, okay, what can we make the focus of this podcast? And then I realized it's, it's inevitable. I'm just going to have to have you back on because I don't think we're going to cover everything today. That's great to know. Yeah, yeah thank fair you. Fair enough. Fair enough. But let's dive in. I would like to start 
first and foremost, I think I just, I'm really quite fascinated by the business you've created. Can you tell me a little bit about how that came about? I know that often it's a very circuitous route. You know, people don't, you're not sitting in school where the teacher goes, what do you want to be when you grow up? You probably said a nurse, Mm -hmm. but, or might've said a nurse, but you, you have expanded what you do with your nursing skills. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, I am. So I've had a very, uh, varied experience in nursing. Um, after we graduated, I, I moved to the States and I was in, mm-hmm. uh, lived there for 20 years. So I was in uh, neonatal and pediatric ICU and did some recovery room um, stuff. And then um, Russ, my husband, who I dated in high school, found me while I was living in Seattle uh, when Facebook first started, and I ended up moving back to Grand Prairie. And when I moved here, I they didn't have the pediatric intensive care that I was used to. Right. So I ended up switching to adult care, uh, everything mm-hmm. detox to home care to case management. And in that, I really realized all the, the holes in the system that I mm-hmm. found and how I'm such an, I've always been an advocate for people. Um, for parents, for patients, for, um, I'm not, uh, I'm very direct. And I found that in the medical system here, people weren't very direct, nor were, nor do people know what questions to ask. And I, and I saw that as a good opportunity for me to become an advocate. And so I started my business about four years ago with two other nurses and they have since moved on, um, about transitioning. And, um, and what this did for me was, um, realize that I have a role to play that's bigger than bedside nursing for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking like switching from neonatal, like itty bitty Mm -hmm. babies to adult after 20 years, that that's gotta be pretty intimidating. Well, I was really imagine. Yeah, it was re- actually yeah. really weird. It was because that's not, you know, I didn't know that I didn't know some of the stuff that affects seniors. I didn't know, like, there's so it's, it's quite, it's different in some ways, but at the same time, you're, I found that I was going from beginning of life to also end of life. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. The whole spectrum of life, which is, and both are so important. Right. Now that Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I was just gonna say that the um oh, no. that Jeez. what's fascinating too is our, our last uh interview was also uh talking about end of life. And I, I've put these together uh on purpose because I want to bring more awareness to that. We often shy away from conversations around death and dying and Yet so many people, so many women in our community are dealing with aging parents or have already lost a parent. And myself last year, October 7th, my dad um, passed away and I am beyond grateful for my nursing skills and being Mm -hmm. able to support my dad and be an advocate for him and support my sister in the process when she came out because 
it is a process, you know, if it's, and, and and have someone with your knowledge, um, be able to support people. That's incredible. Now I know that end of life support or end of life doulas can show up in different ways. There's different ways that the services are offered. Can you share a little bit about yours and what you are choosing to do? Well, mine is more, um, there's to me there's two tracks for end of life doula there's the um business track and then there's the for me it's just a a an adjunct to me being an rn um, okay yeah so i want to give people the power to uh, to understand that they have the ability to take care of their person at home or they have the ability mm-hmm. to bring power back to the family instead of the medical system. I think so many yes. times uh, people don't know what they're allowed to do when someone's dying, mm. um, whether they can crawl in bed with them, whether they can, whatever the situation. Is. And I found that even when I was doing pediatrics, I I broke okay. all the rules, right? Because there Good should be you. no, there should be no rules in death. There should be, and that's and that's really one right. of my one of my stands. There's no rules in death, and this is a sacred journey, and we need yeah. to give that power back to the family. And so, that's really what I do is I I advocate for the family um, to understand what a personal directive is, really understand, mm-hmm. and also write one that really shows their values. And what their quality of life is. So that's one of my key things that I do. And prior. That's, that's super important. Like mm-hmm. people, as you said, don't often, they think it has to be cut and dry. When do I want to be ventilated? When do I don't? But so much of that is not even part of it. You know, a lot of it is just how do I want to, barring obviously accidents and things like that, how would I like it to be? Do I want to, you know, if my family can be there, would I like family around? Do, do I want music? Do I want to be at home? Do I not? There's so many different options out there. And what I'm hearing is a lot of what you do is education, like educating people, informing people so that they can make an empowered choice. Well, and you're, you're right. And what I do. So when you ask, when I ask most people, what is it you think of a, as a, of living a quality of life? They go, I don't want to have tubes. Well, before you even get to tubes, there's a whole list of other things that can happen. Treatment, yeah. eating, like the list is, goes on and on. And most of the time they have not even talked to the person who would be their agent, their family member, likely to tell them what it is they want. And so when they get sick or when they're in the emergency room or if they have a stroke or whatever the situation is, likely the family member has no idea until they read the paper. And usually the paper isn't as specific as what the person really wants. So for me, it's about like that education and informing and really, um, getting to the heart of the matter. I had a client last weekend that I saw and the daughter had no idea where the paperwork was. She didn't know what to do. And so we mm. had this conversation about it and now they're going to 
spend an afternoon figuring out all the uh, points that I had given them. And, and the, the mom was a nurse, uh, you know, mm. so she is very specific of what she wants, but that's, um, that isn't written anywhere. So when you have a whole bunch no, of kids, it's so hard. yeah. So that's, that's what really why. Absolutely. What, like, this is just so valuable and it really highlights that when we hear a title of something, you, you can't pigeonhole, like you can say you're a nurse, but there's so many different ways you're helping. The same with end of life doulas or end of care is that there's so many aspects. Um, I want to, I want to take this conversation a little different because I'm picturing what you're doing now. I don't imagine when you first graduated, it was something that you feel this is what I'm going to do. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think it's, it's our maturity as we go decades through our careers and our life that brings us to this point. So I'm curious if we step away from your professional role, just mm -hmm. you as a woman, did you notice a shift in yourself as you entered, shall we just, you know, use a blanket term of entered kind of midlife? Did you find something shift in your attitude or your life that you feel is kind of helping you now or driving you now? It's really, it's really interesting you ask this because <clears throat> I've actually been um, doing a lot of self-reflection lately. I've had some major shifts. Um, I'm in my age. How old am I? I'm 57 and I don't have a problem with telling people how my age because I still can't believe that I'm in my late 50s. It's just, it, 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 it blows me away. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I hear you. <laughs> We're in the same class. <laughs> But what I've found, especially lately, I've gone through my career always getting in trouble because I always ask why. Always feel mm. like I am wondering how come we're doing this? And I always need to know the answer before I move forward. So in the last couple of years, um, again, I've gotten into trouble as far as um, asking too many questions. But what it, and I always kept, you know, how they always say, um, when there's a problem, you look at the common denominator. So I was looking mm -hmm. at the problems of the healthcare system. So what I found was that when you look at the common, when I was looking at the common denominator, I was a common denominator. And I'm like, so okay. does that mean that I'm, that it's negative? And I was looking at it as that. My personality, my questions, my drive for advocating, my my need to see how things could be better, I was looking at it as a negative. So I was talking to this girlfriend of mine, and she said, mm -hmm. no, Brenda, you're actually a trailblazer. You're mm -hmm. now at the age where you yeah. have the, the wisdom, the experience, mm -hmm. and the kind of who cares? I care, but the ability to to say, you know what, this is there's a better way to have for this to be done, and I'm the person to do it. So the reason why I'm the one that stuck out is because I'm I'm a trailblazer. I'm not a problem, and I kept looking at I myself. Agree. I looked at myself as the problem and was feeling really low about myself and my 
who I am as a nurse, who I am as a woman, who I am as a person, I thought nobody wants me, but nobody, because I challenge them. They don't. Absolutely. You're a disruptor, but, and that's in a positive way, right? Like people that talk about it in business and this is how we get advances. This is how we do better. And if I can share with you that, you know, I've been follow, we follow each other. You live miles away from me and we do follow each other on social media. <clears throat> and I remember a couple posts where I felt that sentiment for you, that you felt like you were the problem. And I was sitting there going, hell no, not from my perspective. I think, I, I think I love the term that you used as trailblazer. I think trailblazer is a great term because mm-hmm. you have gone through, so we say the traditional nursey type of, um, uh, path, you know, working, right. doing the uh, neonatal, et cetera. And, and you've stepped outside of that. Now you've, you've trained, you're doing life coaching, you're doing end of life doula, similar to what I'm doing with, I found that there was gaps in the system when I needed healthcare myself. There was only so much. It's a bit like, I, this is the way I think of it. I think of the healthcare system and it's, it gets all the money, but the healthcare system or the medical care system is a bit like taking your car to the auto body. Sometimes you need that. But when I need an, uh, an oil change, that's not where I need to go. So I need to go somewhere else. My right. personal belief is that our resources need to be a, cast a wider net in many yeah. ways. Because people have all the resources go into here once things break down, but there's so many ways that we can prevent or expand. And this would get into a whole big conversation. But what I see for you is that you and I, in many ways, see eye to eye that as nurses, we're in the perfect position to see where some of the gaps are. It doesn't mean that what's there is bad, you know, like, you know, sometimes, but but there's good, but it's like, where are the holes? Where are the gaps? Let's fill those up. Let's put in resources that are going to make a more comprehensive healthcare system, shall we say, or services. So like, good on you for that. Um, I'm watching the time here. There's so much I want to cover with you. I love what we're talking about, but I also really want to tap into this podcast that you're doing. And because I think it's, it's daring. It's fun. Um, I'm curious as to how that came about. Well, um, so my thoughts from the tractor actually came from me being on the tractor. So I have been living by the ocean um, in cities uh, before I moved back here to Grand Prairie. And I was on the tractor and as I'm driving and I see the birds and I'm listening to my music, I would have all these different thoughts. And I'd start like writing them down and I thought, and then I'd share them on Facebook, you know, odds and ends thoughts. And then two years ago, my husband was diagnosed with cancer and uh, Mm. my nephew had come to see us and I was saying, oh, I've always wanted to do a podcast. So we started, he showed me how to do it and I did one. And then while we were driving back and forth to Edmonton for um, his treatments, uh, we started doing these podcasts together about just random thoughts because we have some really cool conversations. He's my second husband um, and he knows me so well. And he, and so these ended up just being us having a thought 
and recording them and sharing them. So they're anywhere between, I don't know, four minutes to, I think maybe the longest one, maybe 20 minutes, but it's, it's just basically little thoughts that we have that we talk about. I love them. I've been listening to several ever since I found out that you had this. And even this morning to prepare for uh, this interview, I was listening and I listened to the most recent one. Um, I think it's the most recent one. The one you're like, Russell is manipulating me. And it was just this funny one about how you're always cold and he's always, anyway, it was so funny. Um, because you have to know that it's tongue in cheek. Like if you tuned in and this is the first one you're listening to, you might not quite know what's going on, but it made me laugh. But the one I really, really love and is the one that talks about memories versus money. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to spoil kind of what was going on, but it's where you had to make a choice that something was going to cost a lot. But if you spent the money, you'd be able to catch this memory. And it really got me. Like, I, I think the banter between the two of you is wonderful. Like, can you listen, just do a little share if you can about, you know, relationships and, and how or why you feel this second relationship that you're in is so marvelous. Oh, just you saying that makes me teary. Um, I know. It's because we have such parallel lives because I, I have the same type of thing going on. So yeah, I'm making like, this both cry here. He, well, Russ <laughs> is the same guy that I dated in, in when he was 17 and I was 15. He's the same exact man. I think women evolve, they change, they go up and down. Men are pretty straight. And with him, he gets me. He is like, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> sorry. He's oh, like, sorry. he's like the, he's like Winnie the Pooh and I'm the balloon with <laughs> helium and he lets me go a little bit. And then he brings me back down. He lets me go a little bit and he keeps oh. me grounded and he lets me be me. So beautiful. And, yeah. And I think that in my first marriage, I think you, you and the age trying to change each other, trying to make each other better, trying to not like just it's different whereas this it's like this is me like even right now the things that we are going through the changes that I don't have a, a you know a secure job with uh the healthcare system or I I'm only in business with for myself now and he's supporting every bit he's like we'll figure it out and it's like no because yeah. you he sees my purpose he sees what I have to offer and to have someone who actually sees mm-hmm. what I have to offer and encourages it, supports it, and says, we'll make everything work. It's just like, that's is, he's a gift. He's a truly, he's a gift. That's beautiful. And I wanted to bring that up because I know there's women out there listening. I often see on social media, people giving up on what can be a loving relationship or not believing that it can happen. Mm -hmm. And I know that both of us here can, but it takes two people. It's, it's not just waiting for that man to show up, but it's also, what are you bringing to the relationship as well? And I'm looking at the time and we're getting really close to the end of our, our interview. So 
what I'm going to do right now is ask you what would be Brenda's three pearls of wisdom that you would like to share with our listening audience today? Well, since you said pearls, I am going to add one of mine is to wear your pearls, whether it's on the tractor, in the garden, or wherever. Yes. So if you wear your pearls, wear your pearls. It doesn't matter where. Don't save anything for a special occasion. And I've known, I used to. Oh my to, gosh, I think that should be the title of this episode. Wear your pearls. I might just do that. Yeah, because truly. Okay, what I, else? I love that. Wear your pearls. Just, yeah. Yeah, um, memories versus money. If you have a choice, spend the money to make the memories. Don't do it. Don't Beautiful. visit people for their funeral visit when they're alive. Spend the money I then. Love that. Yeah, don't spend the money for the funeral. Spend the money for the visit. And the last yeah. one, it's okay to be me. It really is okay to be me. Oh my gosh, this is, I'm getting emotional at your, that is so beautiful. That is so quintessential what Fabulous at 50 is all about. And, and our conversations about changing the aging narrative, it's not always about railing against society and what society putting on us. It's about changing our narrative in ourselves and coming to something that we can live by. Wear the right. pearls, spend the money to make the memories, and it's okay to be me. That is such beautiful wisdom to uh, send us on our way today. Brenda, thank you so much for being here. And I do hope you'll come back. I think I it's amazing. It. And I hope maybe I'll come up and visit you. And I want to, I want to be uh, having some thoughts on your tractor. You betcha. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Thanks, Joanne. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before you leave, I'm curious. What pearl of wisdom are you taking away from today's episode? I do hope it held some inspiration or information for you to live your best life. If you are not yet part of our sisterhood, I invite you to join our community by visiting our website, fabulousat50.com, and you'll receive a free copy of our ebook, Make Mind Fabulous, 21 Ways to Energize Your Life. It is packed with loads of tips and tricks. Plus, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Remember, keep choosing fabulous. It's never too late to live the life you deserve. Catch you on the next episode.